for joining us again for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I am your host, Coach Chelsea, and I'm super excited for this one, guys. We have been on a mission from God to learn how to be an athletic professional servant leader. You get it, bro. And in that time, I'm so thankful because this servant leader we have on tonight, y'all, this is my family. I was just telling him, it's so amazing how God allows paths to cross to where you feel I haven't been able to physically wrap my arms around my brother yet, but nobody could tell me anything else that it's not my brother from another mother. So today, guys, we have servant leader Robert, Robert Knotts Jr. with us today. If you've been on with a servant leader and fallen for a while, you know that this man is one that is after God's own heart. And when you call on him, he's going to say this one thing. I'm going to do what the Lord called me to do, and I'm going to let him have his way. It has nothing to do with me. And if that is not the mark of a servant leader, I don't know who he, who, what it is, right? He is a man of God. He's a father. He is a basketball coach. He is an athletic professional. He has been on all levels teaching the game of basketball and also teaching the word of God. And I'm thankful that he found the time to be with us today. So bro, I'm going to pass the torch to you. We're not going to prolong this thing and let you say hello to our listeners. And I'm going to pass it to you to just do what God has called you to do on tonight. To God be the glory. Chelsea, thank you. It's always an honor and privilege to come before your people, um, the men and women of God, to deliver the word. Um, I thank God for the word. Like I was telling Chelsea a few minutes ago, some of y'all might have heard part of the conversation. Just in preparation um, and studying this week, God has revealed a lot of, a lot of things. That's why uh, it's important that we, we spend quality time with God. We spend time with his word, um, that he download things into us. Um, so first and foremost, I'm going to open up in prayer. Um, well, let me read this scripture first. Um, as I talk, as we talk about the uh, topic, talk about spiritual gifts, God has placed gifts inside of each and every one of us. And when I first start hearing about spiritual gifts um, and, and, and praying and seeking God for it, the first thing he, he brought to my attention was uh, 2 Timothy uh, 1 through 6, uh, 2 Timothy verse 1, chapter 6. Um, and it reads, let me see if I can find it right quick. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift which God um, is in you through the laying in on hands. I'm going to read it one more time. First, second Timothy chapter one, verse six, it says, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on hands. Um, bow your head. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We praise you for another opportunity to come together again to your word. Father, I pray right now, God, that the, that the word, Heavenly Father, God, enters our lives, Heavenly Father, God, that we not, not that we might not sin against you, the Heavenly Father, that we might grow closer to you. Father, I pray right now, God, that I decrease, that you increase, Heavenly Father, God. Let your words flow through my mouth, Heavenly Father, God. God, you give me what to say and how to say. I ask these special blessings in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. So, an amazing, an amazing, amazing spiritual gifts. Um, I just read the phrase, stir up the gifts. Uh, I wrote earlier, I said, it's a phrase written by the Apostle Paul to Timothy, his young disciples uh, in faith. Um, Paul wrote 2 Timothy from prison while waiting to be executed. He only had a short time left before his death. So he, he, he profoundly wrote letters um, with intense infections and concern to his um, um, beloved protege. Paul knew that Timothy had to face enormous responsibilities leading the church, and he wanted to encourage the young man to stand firm, safeguarding the gospel, and spreading the message of salvation of Jesus Christ. That's the ultimate gift of salvation, and that's the ultimate calling for all of us, for those who have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, to stir up the gift. When I looked at the Greek word, stir, stir up, stir up, um, the notes means kindling of the fire. So if you ever go to a a um, a a a a camp have a camp out and you light the fire, you see the wood in there burning. You put a stick in there 
and, and kind of stir up the fire, stir, stir up the, uh, the flame to keep it going, that's what they're actually doing. Um, let me see. Timothy was to see if his spiritual gift did not grow cold um, through this because he was living in a time where Paul, uh, Paul was in jail and he was got to take it out of church. All believers from the time we accept Jesus Christ, every last believer, once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings, brings other gifts from him and Timothy had to receive, receive the spiritual gift. But how Timothy received the spiritual gift, Paul laid hands on him, prayed for him. It's almost like when we go through an ordination service where we sit before the men and women of God and we go through this service and, and they lay hands on you. That's them turning that your gift over to you. But it's, 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 it's almost like God laying hands on you and him putting the gifts inside of you. So anytime I think about spiritual gifts, ultimately, I think we always have to go after God. If you're not going after God, you will never, ever, ever, ever have no clue what your gifts are. Uh, there's been plenty of times in my life growing up um, where I was always, okay, God, what's, what's my gift? What's my gift? What's my calling? What am I supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to be doing? But we, sometimes we go ask our, our mom. Sometimes we go ask our father. Sometimes we ask our coaches. Sometimes we ask um, um, just, just, just in general, out loud. What is our gifts? Uh, we look at other people, look at what they're doing, what's making them so successful. Why do they have the million, millions of dollars? Why do they have the big houses? Why do they have the followers? Why do they have all these things? But that's not necessarily what the spiritual gifts are at all. Um, the spirit, your spiritual gift will be found from God. So as I was studying and, and reading this lesson, of course, everything that we go through, everything that we need to know is actually in the Bible. There are so many examples of spiritual gifts um, in the word of God. Um, an example, one, one example I looked at was the Great Commission. Uh, when Jesus called his followers, followers to make them all disciples to all the nations um, so that he might, that, so that the people might be introduced to God through his son, Jesus Christ. That, that's the number one great commission for disciples. While we probably aren't right now uh, parting waters like Moses or building massive ships like Noah, the Apostle Paul writes about the gifts of God, which are intended to be used um, during the service of the body of Christ. However, he also points that we do not receive gifts before coming to Christ. Like, you, without having Christ in your life, you will never know what your spiritual gift is. It is ultimately our choice by free will to use these spiritual gifts in a good way. God gives us gifts. We can't abuse them. We can't take advantage of them. We have to do everything that we need to do in all power and all glory to God to make sure we're using our gifts in a positive way. Because some people, and I've done it, I'll be guilty. I, I've been gifted with certain gifts and I, you take advantage of it. And God's not pleased at all when you take advantage of what he's actually given to you because we're responsible for impacting lives and impacting the kingdom of God. So why not? Why not us um, allow God to use the gifts in a positive way? Uh, one of the scriptures that I found and I'm gonna be jumping around from a different Bible for um, different Bible verses throughout the um, throughout the Word of God. First Corinthians, First Corinthians, um, chapter one, verse five through nine. First Corinthians, chapter one, verse five through nine reads: For in Him you have been enriched in every way, with all kinds of speech and with all kinds of knowledge. God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Therefore, you do not like lack any spiritual gifts. You eagerly wait for the Lord, Jesus Christ, to reveal them to you. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on, um, on the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful who is called into his fellowship. We've all been called into his fellowship, each and every one of us. We've all been called to do different things. Um, I know some people um, I remember when I first got into ministry, when I was doing my MIT um, classes, we took a thing as far as a spiritual assessments to figure out what our gifts is. You probably get like 105 questions. And once you ask them questions, they tell you at the end what you're good at, what you're not good at. But um, those are good, but it's not the Holy Ghost. Yes, yes, when you take these tests, you want to mark them honest as possible. But that, that test does not tell you what your, what your spiritual gifts are. They kind of give you an idea. But once you kind of get an idea, you ultimately still have to go back to God so he can stir up the gift inside of you. The gifts are amazing. 
um, another scripture that I found is James. Uh, no, let's let's go to Matthew 6 and 33, a very familiar scripture that we all should know. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto us. One of them things, again, like we're talking about, is a spiritual gift. It don't say seek, seek your mom. It don't say seek your wife. It don't say seek your principal. It says seek God. Seek God and all these other things shall be added to you. So that, that whenever, every time I read that scripture, that lets me know when we actually go after God, he actually wants to give stuff to us. But if we don't open up our mouth, if we don't seek after him, um, we're going to be just left out there high and dry. We're, we're not going to be able to fully fulfill what God has promised us to do. Um, my second scripture I want to give is James chapter 1, verse 7. James chapter 1, verse 7, and it reads, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. I love my mom and dad to death, but they didn't give me my gifts. From the time I was born on this earth, God had already instilled the gift inside of me. Robert Earl Notch Jr. is going to be gifted at boom, 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 boom. But also what I've learned over time, your gifts, you, you'll you be you'll be become greater after gifts as long as you're doing after God. But he will also probably give you more gifts. Um, the rest of that scripture says, coming down from the father of the lights, with whom are variations or the shadow do um, change. The second scripture I want to give you is 1 Corinthians 12 and 1. 1 Corinthians 12 and 1. Now concerning your spiritual gift, brothers, I do not want you uninformed. Another variation of King James Bible says, now concerning your spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. God wants us to know what our gifts are. He says, I don't want you to be uninformed. I don't want you to be ignorant. It's almost like we, we wake up every morning um, and, and we just go throughout our day, just go through a process day after day after day. Some people wake up in the morning, they're not happy. And the reason why they're not happy, because they're not fully operating in their gifts. Before last school year ended, um, going to this school year, I had put some things before God. Um, I said, God, you know what? There's certain things that I want to do um, um, because I'm not fully happy where I'm at in my life. Because there's certain things that God, God wants to do inside of me. So yes, I thank God for having my job, but there's certain things that, that was within my job that I knew I had to remove from in order for me to get to where God has taken me to because it was occupying too much of my time. Yes, can I be an athletic administration, a, administrator? Absolutely. But it was taking too much of my time because God has more works for me to do. During that season, I learned what I was supposed to learn. In that season, now I'm in a new season where I feel that God is, is pushed me forward um, to what he has for me next. I believe, God, that these next, in these last six months of the year, if you fully focus on what your gift is, if you fully focus on what your calling is, if you fully seek after God with all your heart, uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 8 says, trust in the Lord with all that heart. Lean not into your own understanding in all your ways. Um, and I've learned, I challenge myself. I do, it might sound funny to some people. God, what do you want me to wear this morning? When, when I get my hair cut, how do you want me to cut my hair? What shoes do you want me to put on? Um, what direction do you want me to go? If, you, if, I, if I'm driving to this location, do you want me to take this way or this way? And what, what, has, what has happened in that situation is I'm cultivating a relationship with God. I'm having a conversation with him, and he's actually orchestrating my steps throughout the day. And, and the whole entire month of July, July has been amazing because I've been consistently having conversation with them about the smallest details of my life. God, I thank you when I wake up. God, I thank you for life. You allowed me to breathe the air in my lungs this morning. You allowed me to see. You allowed me to walk. You allowed me to talk. You allowed me to go to these gym and train players. You allowed me traveling mercies through, through, throughout the highways and the byways. Why, God? Because you care about me. But even when I'm traveling, even when, I, even when I'm working, yes, Chelsea's a teacher, we're on summer break right now. I've had a lot of free time to focus on Robert Earl Knotts Jr. Because I knew, I said, God, it has to be something else. There has to be more, more. There has to be more. But I know there's a gift inside of me. Uh, when Chelsea actually reached out to me, uh, I haven't taught a Bible study lesson in a long time. And when she asked me, my, my flesh like, no, don't do that. That's the devil. But God's like, no, no, I need you to teach. The Bible says they, they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimonies. People need to hear what you've been through. People need to hear your story. People need to hear what's inside of you. 
My gift is different than your gift. Your gift is different than my gift. Be you. Be the unique, be the unique person who God has called you to be. Don't try to be like nobody else. Uh, one of my favorite pastors right now is Pastor uh, John Hanna in Chicago. I love watching Pastor Hanna. Let's go Bible. Let's go Bible. But that's just a, that's just, he's just a, he has impacted my life so much in these last couple months. It's just somebody, I don't want to be like him. I'm gaining from him. I'm learning from him. I, I, I want to be like him. He's, he's the last couple weeks talk about these last couple months. We got to figure out who we are as individuals in the body of Christ. Uh, let me keep going. I, I'm going to be mindful of your time. Another scripture I want to give. And the reason why people have no clue um, who they are and what they're supposed to be doing is Hosanna 4, Hosanna 4 and 6. It says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou has rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. So why? There's nothing wrong. I got a, I got a little rule book right here. We had the North Carolina Coach Association. It has all the rules in here. They expect me to read all the rules and follow all the rules. And let me see if I can find. Hold on. Come right back. Here, I have my Bible. My Bible. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. There's nothing wrong with me learning this rule book for the upcoming season. But for my life, I need to learn the word of God because this for all, truthfully, this for all the gifts are. All our gifts, anything you need to know is inside his book, Genesis to Revelation. I know there have people out there will teach you like there's more books in the Bible. If there is, that's fine. I'm studying Genesis to Revelations. These are your gifts. Spend time cultivating your own gifts by digging into the word. My people perish because of lack of knowledge. The reason why we don't know what our spiritual gifts are and what are we supposed to be doing? Because we don't seek after God. I've been in that stage where I'm running around in circles. What am I supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to be doing? Or allowing people telling me what to do. Or people ask me, well, how come you're not doing this? How come you're not doing that? What are you waiting for? God's timing is perfect. Stop trying to explain yourself to people and try to, stop trying to do what people want you to do. People want you to add this to your business or go do this, go do that. Did God say it's time yet? No. Get out of people's faces and get into God's face. He will let you know when, when the time comes, seek um, no, what's the scripture looking for? Let your light shine. Let your light shine. You ain't got to talk. You ain't got to. You ain't got to tell babble people about it. Let your light shine so men and women might see His great work, so that He might get the glory in heaven. Not me. Not not your mom and dad. Me and my dad was having a conversation about something the other day. You need to do this. You need to do that. So I asked my dad, "Well, does God want me to do this, or do you want me to do this?" And he got real quiet. He said, "Son." I, I, I've been with you for 43 years, and that's a powerful statement. I'm gonna be quiet because he's just my father. He's trying to look after the look after the best of me, but that might not be what God wants me to do. Not say I didn't receive it because I told him I'll pray about it, and if the Lord leads me down this road, that's the road I'll go. If He doesn't lead me down the road, I'm 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 at an age in my life I'm not doing what everybody tells me to do. I'm not wearing what everybody wants me to wear. I'm gonna be, but, but the Bible says God has made us all uniquely and wonderfully made in His image. How can, how can Robert Earl Nice Jr. be the best image of Christ? So when I walk out my doors, when I walk, when I walk in and, and speak to people, um, hello, how you doing? How can I change their lives? How's my light shining? That's, that's part of my gift. I speak to everybody. I try to pe treat people with the utmost respect. I want to be around positive energy. Energy, energy. I want to be around service. I want to be around people who want to who be after God and be after his business. Why? Because it's about the kingdom. We are not on this earth long at all, at all. And what type of impact are you going to leave when you're on this earth? I tell people all the time, my birthday is January 16, 1980. There's a small dash between that 1980. I have no clue what my end date is. But while I'm living on this earth, one of my gifts is to impact lives. And that's what I want to continue to do. Like when I go on a basketball court and teach, it's like, whoo, I'm here. I made it. The Holy Ghost has me, the Holy Ghost people me at basketball practice because I look at the game differently. I see the game differently. I can, I can get it to my players. They respond to me. I respond to them. Same way when I teach. My past, Pastor McNair um, of Emmanuel Baptist Church, the first time I walked back to the church building after being a prodigal son for a long time, the first thing that man told me, you a preacher. You a teacher. I'm out of here, church. That ain't me. <laughs> I am not no preacher. I am not no teacher. I am not no servant. No, I'm about to run back out handy streets like the prophet son and go and go live my own life. So I didn't go back to church for a very long time. But that's just like Paul to Timothy. Paul 
had saw Timothy. He saw the gifts inside of Timothy. He laid hands on him. He was writing him. He was writing him letters. He was encouraging him. Don't don't be not weary and well doing, Timothy. You got great works to do. The church is not the four walls. You want a church. My players don't come to church, so I got to bring the church to them. My players are not coming to church at all. So guess what? I got to be the light to them. Now, in my perfect practice, Chelsea, Lord, forgive me. No. I, some days I got to, God, forgive me. Forgive he working me, forgive with me, us both, bro. He working <laughs> with us both. <laughs> right. Forgive me. God, forgive me. I ain't perfect, but you know what? They want to see transparency. They want to see transparency. Coach Knox is not perfect. He loves the Lord. He always talks about the Lord. He's always smiling. He's always talking to people. He treats us with respect. I was listening to a podcast, The Pivot. I love The Pivot with DeMarcus Russell. He made a statement that, and I'm going to implement this into the next school year. He goes to speak to every one of his players every single morning. He speaks to every one of his teachers. He speaks to everybody. I'm usually good at speaking to everybody, but he said, you know what? I tell them I love them. But guess what? Some of them not hear that at home. So I got I got a right to, 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 to build them up. You're a smart young man. You're a smart woman. You're a smart teacher. You're doing a great job. Let that be my responsibility. Let me put that on my shoulders. Why not build people up or tear people down? Why? And I, I, in, in this month, I've learned in, in, in this walk, sometimes I constantly give, 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 and you might not get the same thing in return. But the last couple of weeks, God has been amazing to me because Jesus said, I can't even operate in my own city. Jesus couldn't operate his own city. So he had to go outside the city to operate in his gifts. I've been going outside of my city, inside of my city. God has been surrounding me with a different community, a different group of people to pour back into me. I was out at lunch yesterday, um, just, just met a couple. I run a lot. There's a, there's a group in Charlotte called the Mad Mile Run Club. Um, there's a group I work out with the bitch kids. The brother was like, hey, come out, come out with us. Come out with us. So I went out with him. He said, ma'am, I've been watching your post for a long time, and you are very encouraging. Like, you have forced me to get up and make sure I take better, better care of my health, better care of my mental. You have caused me to read my Bible more. You have caused me to talk to my wife about conversations that I didn't want to talk about. I never met this man from Adam. We, we, we are running in Charlotte one day. He comes up to me. He said, Coach Knox. I said, yes, sir. He said, I've been following you for two years, and you've been a major blessing. He said, be consistent. He sold it to my life yesterday. Never met the man before in my life at all. But that's what happens when you operate in your gift. There is days like, I don't want to post nothing. I don't want to say nothing. But guess what? God's like, if you be quiet, if you be quiet, you're going to let a rock cry for you. And I can't let that happen. You don't know who you're impacting. That goes back to the same scripture. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. I, t- I-, I posted a couple weeks. I helped one of my brothers um, um, start his, um, his his training business. He's one of my assistant coaches. He said he's he wants to train people. He wants to see people get healthier. He wants to impact lives in a healthy way. Um, he, he recently uh, gave his life back to Christ. And um, he's been growing in Christ step by step by step. And I tell him all the time, every day it ain't going to be perfect, bro. But you got a gift. You got a gift. Use your gift. So I ha- it was an honor for me to serve and get him set up and get him started. Why? Because I knew when I sold him in his life, one day when it's my turn and when I'm going to get to where I'm going to get to, God's going to give it right back to me. Good measures, pressed down, shaved together, run it over. Well, men and women, it's not going to be, it's not going to be God giving to you. The Bible says he, um, he gives man to give unto you. Man is going to be the one that blesses, whether it be a man or woman. I accept, I receive. And that's the part of the gift. Another scripture I want to give. This is Jesus. This is Jesus actually talking to his disciples in Luke 11, 9 through 13. Luke 11, 9 through 13. And this is why we have to go after God off of our spiritual gifts. And it reads, and I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. I'm going to read that one more time. For everyone asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will open. What, what father among you to his sons asks for a fish will instead give him fish, or instead of giving fish, we'll give him a serpent. Or he asks for eggs, we'll give him a scorpion. If you then, who are evil, known how good the gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give to you? The father gives through the Holy Spirit when we ask. Very powerful scripture. And I tell you, if you ask, seek, knock, go after God. 
He wants to give it to us. He wants to give it to us. But we're so busy looking at social media. We're so busy asking, uh, asking people, but we don't ask the source. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And the fullness thereof. Not saying he's going to come down from heaven and just give it to us, but we have access. We're king's kids. Go get what you, go get what God desires for you to have. Psalms 37 to 4 says, that if you delight yourself in him, he will give you desires of your heart. Where does that desire come from? God. God. So whatever that is burning inside of you, that, that keeps bothering you, bothering you, bothering you, bothering you, he's going to give it to you. There's a project right now that's burning inside of my spirit. And I say, God, when is it time? When is it time? When is it time? He said, it's almost time. Woo! When? The Bible says, be anxious for nothing. I'm trying not to be anxious, but I know it's there because it's bothering me so bad. There's a need in this region. There's a need throughout this country. There's a need. One of my slogans is change the culture, change the games. So once I get this going, you're going to understand what change the culture, change the game comes from. Because this is a God-given desire. He's given me this gift. He's given me the, he, He's put this inside of me. Uh, another scripture. I love the Bible. So I'll give you a lot of words. We're going to be all over the place. John 14, 26. We have to have the Holy Ghost if we're going to accomplish anything in our lives. And I know some people growing up, I thought the Holy Ghost, you just shouting, bucket and running around the church. No. John 14 and 26, there ain't nothing wrong with people praising, shouting. But the Bible says the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring you all things in your remembrance, whosoever I have said unto you. That's what the Holy Ghost is there to do. Again, he said, I will, I will, he will teach you and he will bring everything to your remembrance. There's times I'll be asleep and I'll be having dreams. I'll be able to write it down. And a couple of days later, it's like, boom, I say, oh, I remember that guy. He said, I need you to go talk to that person. I need you to go, I need you to go talk to that man. Uh, true story. I was running around the track the other day. Um, I was out there at the park by myself, getting miles. That's I'm going to run one mile, two miles. God said, no, keep going. My last mile. The Bible says you never know when you're attaining an angel. That's the word of God. As I'm running my last mile, I remember looking over my shoulder. There was nobody there. As I continue to run, all of a sudden, this man appears out of nowhere. He says, young man, keep going. Keep being faithful. Keep serving. Keep going. Keep being faithful. Keep serving. And he took off, running 100 miles per hour. By the time I get to the end uh, of the lap, the man was gone. So I said, God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for being faithful. I thank you for continuing. Since I'm seeking after you, you you're, you're, you're remembering me. You're remembering Robert. You remember your manservant in this season. Because like, God, I got questions. I'm about to enter in a new phase into my life. I got some things I want to do. I want to accomplish. And um, to God be the glory, he's setting things up bit by bit by bit. But we got to seek after him. Another scripture, Proverbs 3 and 13. The first part of Proverbs 3, 3 and 13 says, blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. Again, that's Proverbs 3 and 13. It says, blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. I want to be blessed. So I got to seek after God because it's in him where I get my wisdom. It's in him where I get my understanding. I got a couple of books here below me and I love to read and nothing wrong like that, but it's God who's going to give you exactly what you need. Not saying we ain't got to go out to go out there and learn the things of the world because we got to do that. We got to, if we want, if you want to be a beautician, you got to go to school. You got to learn how to do hair. If you want to cut hair. If you want to be a carpenter, if you want to be a math teacher, if you want to be a science teacher, you got to go learn these things. But in the book of Isaiah, he said, I will give you quick understanding. You might not have the degree in it. There's the project I'm working on right now, I have no degree in it at all. Absolutely not. And the lady told me, he said, Robert, are you sure you want to do this? Absolutely. Because I believe that God's going to surround me and he's doing it with the right people who has the wisdom and knowledge for me to set these things up. Why? Because why? Because I, I, I reached after wisdom. A couple months ago, and Danielle's on here. She's a test to this. Chelsea, I'll introduce to Danielle later. Um, but um, what it says, um, what was I saying? A couple months ago, I said I want to start this particular project, and I want to do it as a 501c3. And you know what? God halted all that. I said, God, what you doing? Why'd you halt it? So I had reached out to a mentor. She lives in St. Louis, and she reached out to me. She said, I want you to read this, and I want you to study this. So, of course, spirit of procrastination, I didn't read it. I didn't study it. 
But when I finally sat down and read it and studied it, I thank God I didn't turn to a 501c3. Why? Because I would never have owned the right to the business. There's two sides of it. There's a for-profit and a non-profit. The non-profit is going to help fund the for-profit, but that's wisdom. That's what he's talking about in Proverbs 3 and 13. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom. The lady told me afterwards when I called her, I was excited when I called her, I changed my mind, I changed my mind. She said, you know why I didn't give it to you? She said, I could have easily given you this information. But that goes back to the script we just read before. My people perish because of lack of knowledge. She said, I wanted you to read it. And once you read it, you had your understanding. I'm going to let you make the decision. Because she said, I wasn't going to change your mind. But again, that goes back to seeking after God and seeking after his wisdom, seeking after understanding. So now I said, God, you give me two parts of this business now. So what are we doing? Again, a gift, a gift. My next scripture, I told you we're going to be in the Bible. John 6, 28 through 36. John 6, 28 through 36. And it reads, then they said to him, what must we do? This is the, this, these are the disciples talking to Jesus to be doing the works of God. Jesus answered them, this is the work of God that you believe in him who he sent. So they said to him, then, they, um, um, then what sign do you do um, that we may see and believe you? What works do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it is not Moses who gave you bread from heaven, but the father gives you true bread from heaven. It had nothing to do with man. It had nothing to do with it. It had all to do with God. But at the same time, the disciples were so curious, they were asking Jesus questions. The Bible says Jesus intercedes on the right hand of the Father on our behalf. Why are we not asking Jesus? Why? Why are we not talking to him? Why are we not getting understanding? We, if he could provide for all of them in the wilderness, he could provide for us right now. He could give us all the gifts, all the knowledge, all the understandings we, we, we need to, to live in this world. Again, my people perish for lack of knowledge. But the book of Isaiah, he will give you quick understanding. Quick. Quick, for some people have been doing certain things for 40 years. I believe in these next six months, whatever he's giving you to do, it's going to accelerate. Boom. It is going to be done. Why? Because you spend time with God. You spend time um, studying the word of God. You spend time studying that whatever it is that God has called you to do in this natural world. And he's going to put it together. We can't do this without God. Absolutely not. We cannot do nothing without God. It's impossible. I tried. It don't work. It'll get you sidelined. Wait, we enjoyed your services. Have a great day. That was God. How, how are you going to say enjoy the, How are you going to tell me have a great day and we just won the SEC? The one of the largest conferences in the United States of America. Why? Because when God bless you with his gifts, please don't let pride get in, in the way. Because God has a way of stripping you of everything. No, you're not ready. You're not ready. I was just chill. Again, I'm going to go back to that pivot. I forgot what person who said it. Sometimes God, Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson, sometimes God will give you everything that you want to ask for just to see it crumble in front of you. Just like the prodigal son. He went to his father, give me what's mine. Who gives an inheritance before you leave this earth? So guess what? God gave it to him. The, the father gave it to him. The son went out. He went out partying. He was drinking, dancing. Uh, whatever, what he was doing the money blew everything, everything. But guess what? The father was constantly looking, constantly waiting, constantly looking, constantly waiting. And the son got so low in his life where he said, you know what? My father's servants are living better than this. Let me get up and go back to my father's house. I'm pretty sure he was ashamed. He didn't like what had happened. And don't let, just because you messed up, don't let the enemy back you in the corner. Because for, truth be told, the only person that, that the enemy is dealing with is you. People don't care. They don't care what you've done, what you've gone through. It's happened. Just like you see stuff on the news. All of a sudden, you see certain things on the news. All of a sudden, you don't see it no more. That's just like real life. The enemy will keep playing with your mind, playing with your mind, playing with your mind. Go back to the source like the prodigal Sunday. Go back to the father. The Bible says the father met him with open arms. But then again, you got to think about his brother. Also, all those jealous people around him. I believe, and it's the same in the story, 
I believe and I know the prodigal son was restored and God blessed him with so much more, it blew his mind. But guess what? This time he could handle the gifts God gave him. Let me go to my next scripture. Well, not a scripture. Here are some spiritual gifts. Um, you have apostles, uh, the person who teaches the word of God. You have prophets, um, the person who predicts the future and forecast the, forecast the will of God for the church. Sometimes the prophecies could be good. Sometimes it could be bad. But you got prophets. You got evangelists, the person who spreads the gospel of good news. That's something I love doing. I don't care if it's at Walmart, Foot Locker, in a gym. I love spreading the gospel. Uh, you have pastors. They're, caretake, they're caretakers of the people and things. They watch over their flock. They resolve conflict within the members of the church. You have teachers, the person who teaches the word of God. I love teaching the word of God. It gets excited. I love teaching because every time I dig into it, I get something different every time. You have uh, people who exhort God. You got people who praise, worship, encourage people, encourage people. You have the gift of people to show mercy, the person that performed the Lord's work with grace and charity. You have people who give, give, the person who generally makes church function, not only financially, but at a time. It doesn't have to always be financial when you, financially when you give, but it gets be your time. God will honor your giving. Um, you have leadership. Um, some people are responsible and have rules over the church. You have the gifts of administrations. You got hospitality. You got helps. I love to help people. If I have it, you got it. If I ain't got it, I might go ask somebody who has it for you to see if we can, we can help you. I love helping people. You got the spirit of excellence. We all should, we all should carry that gift. Everything we do, everything we should do, we should do it at an excellent because everything we do, we do unto God. We don't do unto man. Everything we do, we do unto God. Um, let me see. And then also the spirit of uh, generosity. These are all these are all gifts. These are all gifts. These are all gifts that are inside of us that, that, that we might um, better edify the kingdom, that we might build up the kingdom, that we might be, be the light to people around us. You never know who's watching you. You never know who you're around. You never know who you're impacting. Be careful. And I've learned this. Be careful how you treat people because that same person might turn around and have to be a blessing to you. But if you treat them bad now, Who's saying a, a, a couple years from now, the Lord told me to tell you to give you a million dollars or to go buy your house or go pay your car off. But you was giving them a, a, a sorry attitude, not treating them like the way God wants to treat people. Not saying we're going to be perfect, but be, be kind to people. That's a that's a very simple gift. And that's what that's what God wants us to do is just just to, to live the life of Christ. So if you don't know your gifts, I promise you, Matthew 6, 33 says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto us. And you got to think about it. God gave us a gift. God gave us a gift. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. If you, if you don't have God in your life, accept Christ into your heart. And thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thy heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. That's a gift. He did not have to bring his son back and come. He did not have to bring his son back to the earth to get us. He did it. He could have looked down from heaven and wiped this whole world out. Everybody out. He left a couple people on that ark. He left a couple people on the ark when he destroyed the ark the first time. Adam and Eve messed up. We are, we're, 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 I thank God for sending his son because we don't have to live in the Old Testament. We're living in with uh, the, the Jesus Christ coming back, conquering all our sins. You're not going to be perfect in his walk at all. Every single day is going to be a fight. Every single day you're going to have to fight for your gift. The enemy does not want you to operate in your gift. Why? Because he knows you're going to terrorize the kingdom. You're going to terrorize the kingdom. There's, I make sure I run in the morning. I run two miles, three miles in the morning, and I run in the evening. There's sometimes I'll be running. I have to stop and speak to people. God won't be just, just have a conversation with them. If I, be, if I was disobedient to God, and guess what? I didn't go talk to that person. Who knows what would happen to that person? I ran, I ran past this, this after I run. There's a there's a nutrition shop I go stop in, and there's a lady sitting on the bench as I'm walking after I finish my run. She said, I'm gonna pay for your meal, young man. She said, I thank God for your faithfulness and consistency because you speak to me every morning. You speak to me every day with a smile on your face. I don't think you have nothing going on wrong in your life, but guess what? I would never know. 
but you make my life better every single morning. She said, I'm 70 years old. It, I, I come here and I enjoy you just speaking to everyone because I don't I don't get to see people every day. I get out and walk before the sun come up. But when I sit here, I, you run by and speak to me. You have conversation with me. We talked about God together. She said, I knew there's, there's something on you. I knew there was something on you. It was different. I knew you had God in your life. But just to have that simple conversation, we ain't got to be deep. I don't have to be Bishop Jakes. I love them. I don't have to be Pastor Hannah. I love them. I love my Pastor McNair first. I don't have to be them. First lady, I don't have to be them. I have to be my individual self. Why? Because when I'm acting in my individual self, I'm a blessing. I'm a major blessing. This is the servant, this is a servant leadership call. We started this during the pandemic. I don't know, Chelsea, I still try to figure out how I came across this, this servant leadership, but it was God. I popped on one day and I saw a whole bunch of coaches in there talking about God. So ever since then, I've been locked in and loaded. Locked and loaded. Locked and loaded. Coach Kearns, we had a great conversation the other day about this July recruitment period. We were talking about the July recruitment period. I was like, some of these kids don't understand, but it's our responsibility. She told me it's your responsibility to keep pouring to these young people. Let them know what the real story is. She said, I appreciate you, brother. I love you, brother. Keep pushing. Keep going after it. God will send people in your life to push you to your next. Accept the push. Accept it. Don't run from it. Don't run from it. Accept the push. Accept the challenge. You don't have to understand everything that's going on right now, but God does. What DJ Khaled said, God did, God did, God did, God did. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not to my own understanding. Robert's understanding will get him in trouble. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, God, and he shall direct your path. So tap into your gifts, tap into your callings. The Bible, Jesus told the disciples, greater things you shall do in my name. The reason why we don't do it, because we don't spend time with this. We don't have enough faith in this. He said, greater things we shall do in my name. I told COVID, you're not coming against my body during this season. Never caught it. I've been around, I've been in school, been around classrooms for the kids that had it. Go take my test a couple times. Never caught it. Why? Because I had enough faith in this word that I'm not catching this. The Bible says no good things will God, with, will, will God withhold from you. Nothing at all. So why not go get what God called you to get? Why not go do what God called you to do? I can't be Chelsea. Chelsea can't be me. She started this, not me. She asked me to speak. I didn't want to speak. The Holy Ghost said, no, you're going to speak. You're going to speak all day long, all day long. I'm studying. I'm reading. I'm studying. I'm at the lake yesterday. The God said, go pray. Go out there and pray. Go out there and pray. Talk to me. I said, I'm ready to go home. I said, I'm going to be home by a certain time. He said, I told you to go pray. She said, I need to download some stuff into you. I said, the day before? You just switched my whole message again. But that's what God does. That's what God does. So I pray in the name of Jesus that God, just like Timothy, like Paul laid hands on, on Timothy, that you stir everybody on the side of my voice. The ones who are watching this live, the ones who are going to watch this in the future, they all have gifts inside of them, Father. But they have to seek after you and, and they have to call after you. And God, I believe your word. You will show what, they're, what, what they've been called to do. Stir up the gift inside of each and every soul right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, God. We thank you, God, because you're the gift giver. You're the gift giver. God, in this world, we lack nothing. And I thank you, God, even as we walk through this journey, your word says you give angels charge over us. So, God, I pray, God, that you continue to watch over and keep us, cover us, Heavenly Father, God. Your word says you're the, you'll be the lamp unto the feet and the light unto our path. No weapon formed against us shall prosper in the name of Jesus, God. Why? Because you got us. You got us. We live in this world. We're just passing through. But while we're living in this world, we shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living in every aspect of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Love y'all. I'm done. Woo! You're not about to just drop the mic. Like, let me, I'm not going to drop the mic because I'm going to have to pay for another one. But bro, let me tell you something. I'm sitting back here trying to contain myself because I knew Y'all know, I was saying this to Rob before I got on. He's humble, so he's not accept that. But, you know, I was telling him, I'm, I'm a foodie. And if you know me, you know that, right? So, you know, there's places where, you know, you go like, okay, if I'm going there all the time, I, I'm going to get it. I know it's good. I know what I'm expecting, right? So a new place, yeah, I love food. So I'm like, let's see what it's about. But I don't, I don't have an expectation because I don't know it. 
But see, the expectation with Robert is the same as the expectation if I go to cookout, if I go to uh, Cheddar's, if I go to the Cheesecake Factory, I know that every time I go there and I order that same thing I order on the menu, my expectation is set because every time I go, they still feed me what I need and what I went for. Every time I talk to my brother, Robert, he feeds me because he seeks ye first the kingdom of God. And so, bro, I just simply thank you is not enough. I'm so thankful that our paths crossed two years ago. You've come on once. You've had to host for me once as I had to leave and go to the doctor's appointment. And it's just been in a family, much like you mentioned, Jessica Kern. So many of us, you know, I cannot wait till I can physically wrap my arms around you. But you truly are my brother and, and operating, speaking about spiritual gifts, you recognize the gifts that God has placed in you. And your obedience to him is one that is catching. It is one that makes me want to be better, right? You know, we talk about how we come together as servant leader, but anybody that's watching today, anybody that has watched, that is the type of person that you want in your circle. I read uh, this meme on Facebook today, and it was funny. It says something to the effect that sometimes God changed your circle because he needed you to see something you weren't seeing when you were in that. Right. You know? And and I'm so thankful for this platform that he's given because my circle has expanded with powerful warriors that are legitimately saying, God, I'm your vessel. Here I am, pour into me. And one of the key pieces that you stuck out not to prolong the time is that we cannot know the gift until we learn and know the gift giver. We won't know our gift until we know the gift giver. And that being said, bro, I just truly with this, of course, being our revival time, and I know either in a different place, but the church is in us. I need you to do me a favor as we always do on these revival nights. If somebody doesn't know them, bro, I need you to do what it takes to let them know how they can know them, where to find them, where to go, and open up these doors of the Zoom church for me. <laughs> Absolutely. So if anybody doesn't know Christ, it's real simple. Again, like I said a few minutes ago, for God so loved the world that he gave the number one gift, his son, Jesus Christ who came on this earth, who died and rose for our sins. The Bible tells us, if, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thy heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So we're going to say this quick to this prayer. It says, to say, Father, I am a sinner. Father, I pray that you forgive me of my sins. I believe your son, Jesus Christ, died and rose. And one day, Father, he soon returned. So, Father, when he returned, I pray that you have us ready, Heavenly Father God, in the name of Jesus, God. God, I even pray for every backslider, Heavenly Father, God, that has left this world, Heavenly, that has, that has left you, Father. I pray that you trouble their spirit where you call them back in, Father. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, we praise you for, for the gift of salvation. We accept Jesus Christ in our hearts. We ask these special blessings in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. And it's simple. All you have to do is accept Jesus Christ into your heart, accept him to your heart, believe, Get into his word. If you don't understand his word, reach out to Chelsea. She has my information. We'll do Bible studies until you get it. If you don't get it, find you a good Bible-based church home. Get into the church. Um, get into that Bible study. Get into that study school to learn the word of God. That's what's actually going to keep you. But even, even when you get saved, everything is just not going to go away. It's a process. It's a day-by-day process. I wish I could say I've been perfect my entire time I've been saved, but I haven't. But guess what? It's a process. The Bible says, in our flesh, lie of no good things. We're actually wrapped up in dirt. I don't care how perfect you are. The Bible says, in your flesh, lies no good things. Your flesh does not want you to be perfect. I saw an analogy yesterday that, say, for instance, this water bottle is your, is your, is your past. This is your future. It's a tug of war. Sometimes the, the enemy wants to pull you back to them destructive things that don't want to get you to the future. I deal with any that every single day. That's why you got to fight. You can't fight with this thing in your natural life. You got to fight spiritually. Keep going after your future. Your future is bright. Keep going after your future. But guess what? Now that you accepted Christ, not saying it's going to be easy, but I promise you, the Bible says your latter days will be greater than your past. So. Yeah, well, I, 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 I don't have anything else to say. I don't. I was laughing. I will say this because uh, Robert and I, uh, we're battling against the, the enemy trying to seep in to make this not happen, right? And I'm loving how when you let God lead, I'm going to show you this now. So it was raining cats and dogs outside my house right now, okay? But what I didn't realize 
I was sitting here frustrated, brother, just like all of our technology was cutting up. I was sitting here frustrated because I couldn't find my charger block. I couldn't find my charger block. I had the cord. I could not find a block. And I said, it's fine. I'm going to plug it into the computer. Well, what happened by me doing that, when I listened, if I was saying, I'm not doing it, I'm doing it. And, and I, I used to always say something, say, my mama said, stop saying that. You know, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, I plug it into my computer because I thought I needed to charge my phone. I looked down at my phone as we're starting to wind up. And bro, had I not charged this phone up to the laptop, we would have been shut down because my Wi-Fi was not working on the computer. Wow. My connected to the laptop. If you put and seek him first, even we don't understand, when we don't understand why he's telling us to do things, he comes through. Even when we don't understand, and just like that connection, my phone wasn't working. The internet wouldn't connect. But when you connect to the power source, oh my, what a time, what a time, what a time. So, brother, I got to thank you. I got to thank you so much. There would never be a many, as many thanks as you deserve for just your time, for your obedience, for your love, for your support, for having my back, even from a distance. Anytime I call you, it's like, yeah, I got you. Even if you have that inward battle within yourself, you never say that to me. <laughs> so I just want to thank you just for your obedience and for your word. I think we all can agree that we definitely were made better. You made some of us say, ouch, today. You made some of us move, think, you know, and I appreciate you so much for that. I really, really do. To God be the glory. And I pray you all <laughs> be encouraged. And go after God. Go after gifts. Each one of you are gifted and super talented in what God has called you to do. Get out your shell. Get out your comfort zone. Go get it. Go get it. And I promise you, you shall see the goodness of the Lord while you're living in this land. Amen to that. We thank watch, you. Go sorry, ahead. Watch no, my go. brother tomorrow. Pastor Dennis. Look, y'all better get on at 630. He, he gave me my segue. <laughs> Robert just gave me my segue. I tell you, if, if, if you truly were filled tonight, come back. Come back tomorrow at 630 with us. Come back tomorrow at 630 with us. And I promise you, it will be yet another back to back. What's that? So, so we go back to back, back to back. And I promise you, you'll be filled. God is moving. And if you just let him have his way, you'll be surprised how he's going to move in your life. So he has already given the prayer. He's already given what is needed. We thank you guys so much. If you need us, Robert Knox Jr., Chelsea Johnson Muir on Facebook, send us a message and I promise you we'll respond and get you where you need to be. Spiritual gifts, revival nights. And we thank you guys so much for listening. And we're gonna see you guys next time.